0: For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and spirit, of joint and marrow, and discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Hebrews 4 verse 12 You are about to hear an undiluted message of truth and of power. That which gives hope and forever stays refreshing to the soul. This is a Ghana Methodist Student Union, KNST local. Prime yourself to be blessed as you listen. Father, thank you for not giving up on us. Thank you for leaving the 99 just for that one. Thank you for loving us with an everlasting love. Thank you for liking us. Thank you for choosing us. Thank you for accepting us. Thank you that we can call you our Father. And most importantly, thank you that you call us your children. We pray that may Christ alone be exalted in this morning's meeting in the name of our Lord Jesus, amen. So we have been told that where you are today, it's because of the choices you made yesterday. Have you heard that saying before? So they tell you that it's because three years ago, four years ago, two years ago, ago sorry, you chose engineering, you chose mathematics, you chose whatever. That is why today i are reading maths. As much as this statement is true, it's not absolute. Because many of us, or all of us here, are places in life we are today because, not because we made those decisions. If I was to choose, I wouldn't have chosen Mr. and Mrs. Kwashi. I would have chosen Mr. Jeff Bezos and ex-Mrs. Jeff Bezos. Definitely, if I was choosing, I don't think I would have chosen Ghana, not even Africa. Please, who, who here would have chosen Ghana? Hey. Unpatriotic um, people. I see. After all that Ghana has done for you, the free essential free babies after all that they have done for you still won't choose ghana what a wow how many of you had a conference with god to tell god that i wanted to be a male i wanted to be a female if you made that choice with god in the heavenly Sahendran, let me see your hands but whether you realize it or not life made certain choices for you and the choices that life made for you introduces you into a fight of life so, everybody is born into a fight. That is why unconsciously when a baby is born, it's born crying. Because there's something engrafted in our DNA that we are coming to fight. So, whether you are born in a rich family, you are coming to fight. Because there's an expectation of your parents over your life. That even if you didn't choose law, as long as I'm a lawyer, you must follow in my footsteps. And if you are born from a poor family, nobody has to tell you your fight. You have a fight of poverty to break. If you're born from a rejected family, you have a fight of acceptance to fight. If you're born from a family that they are so loved, you are so pampered, you don't know how to deal with the pressures of life. If you're born as an African, you have the fight of racism to fight. If you're born as an African, you have a fight of inferiority complex to fight. But when did we make that decision for ourselves? When did I choose to be born in Mankesin? When did I choose? (laughs) I like that hometown. But you see, whether you realize it or not, many of us are sitting here, or all of us are sitting here, because of certain choices life made for you. And because of those choices, you are introduced into a fight. So all our lives we are fighting. And you see, this fight that we are introduced to has a way of giving us a distorted image of ourselves. Has a way of giving us a certain battle that we must fight. So there was a man named Gideon. And the time came when the Midianites were disturbing the Israelites. So whenever they sow, somebody else comes to harvest. So this man was fighting a battle of the Midianites. That was not all. A time came when a being came to visit him, an angel. And the angel greeted him, hey, mighty man of valor. And the guy said, excuse me, mister, you are talking to the wrong person. Because in case you don't know, I am from the poorest clan or the poorest tribe in Israel. And among the poorest tribe, I'm from the weakest clan in Israel. Or the weakest clan in the poorest tribe. And among the weakest clan, I'm from the poorest family. And among the poorest family, I'm the least in the family. So when the poor people are having a conference, and they want to elect a poor representative, I'm the one they'll choose. I am who the poor man describes a poor person. Hey! It was bad. So this guy all his life has had a distorted image about himself, that there is nothing good about me. So when the angel came and said, mighty man of valor, said, hey, young man, you are mistaken. It's the same thing God did to Abraham. A helpless man with no child. And God came on a scene. He said, father of many nations. God, I know you don't lie, but I think this is why you need to do your revision. And because of these battles that we are born into, our whole lives, we are trying to break free. But the Bible is saying, Hebrews 5 verse 12, that when for the time, regardless of the battle you are introduced to, regardless of the battles you have to fight God has an expectation over your life when for the time Rick Paul was telling the church or not the purple the writer of the book of Hebrews was telling them that you must there's a time where you should have been a teacher there is a time that God is expecting something over your life but because of the battles which have given you a distorted image of who you are you are fighting the wrong battles in life when for the time god has an expectation over your life sweetheart you may be who the poor man describes a poor man you may be in the wilderness all you know is few sheep that are looking after but god is awakening a prophet samuel to tell that come and anoint that man in the wilderness and i came to remind you that honey i know you are going through battles but there's a when for a time over your life. And he said, when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that someone again teach you. So when you understand that there's an expectation of God over your life, there are two things that will happen. You will know that you need to rise up to be the answer to someone's cry. There was a story in John chapter 4 where there's a pool of Bethsaida. And the Bible said that every year, once a year, an angel comes to stir up the waters. And the first person to enter is the person that is healed. And for 38 years, a man has always been so close. How many of you have had that experience? You are always so close to the first class, but you are never there. You are always so close to the, I don't know if you do eight subjects, eight, me. I think I did eight subjects. Eight, is, but you are always never there. They're always so close to that course but they always give you the second version of that course for 38 years and it's an interesting thing when jesus spoke to the man he said do you want to be made whole do you know what the man said he said i need a man because of the fight you are going through you don't even know what your needs are in life jesus has appeared do you want to be made whole? He said, i need a man so all along he's like a babe He's always living life depending on people. So like many of us here, we are angry with our uncles in America. We are angry with our aunties in Japan because they have not sent us the money because they are not doing this for us. As though they brought you into this world, go and confront the person who permitted you to this world. That is God. But many of us are living a dependency life because we don't know that God is the one who handpicked us and brought us into the situation you find yourself in. When for the time you ought to be the one to be serving others, you are still depending on the service of people. And he's saying that you have need of milk for you as a babe. Then he said that if you still take milk, you are skillful in the world of righteousness. Then in the chapter 6 verse 1, he said, Therefore, leaving behind the basic principles of the doctrine of Christ, let us go on to perfection. Paul is telling us that if you have an accurate image or an accurate idea of the truth that God has an expectation of your life, there's a certain spontaneous reaction that will take place. And he saying, what is it? He said, you will leave behind basic and childish things and you will go on to perfection. I forgot. A lot of you are a little bit old. You know I have a tradition of doing memory verses. How many of you know that? Most of you are, I don't know, yeah. So the last time we met, our memory verse was Psalm chapter 8, verse 2. Tonight or this morning, our memory verse is Hebrews 6, verse 12. Hebrews 6, verse 12. It says, do not be slothful. Or do not be lazy, but be ye imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Hebrews 6 verse 12. Do not be slothful, do not be lazy, but be ye followers or imitators of those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. So Hebrews 1, let's go again. Hebrews 6 verse 1 said, therefore, leaving behind, and what did he say? He said, let us go on to perfection. How do we go on? How did they go on? That's what Hebrews 6, verse 12 answers. He said that, do not be slothful, one, but be imitators of those who do two things, faith and patience, inherit the promise. I'll just share with you three things on how we go on and Then, what that perfection is. Number one, Do not be lazy. And I think I'll share with the first service that the only way work gets done is by work being done. The only way work gets done in life is by work being done. Many of us, we think that things in life happen by spontaneous reaction, like a big bang boof. So things will work out in life. Things don't work out in life. You must work things out in life. I told the first service that it's very easy to be in a relationship on campus because the relationship goes on organically. And I'll explain. Because maybe you are in Africa and she's in Kat. Friday night, hello, babe, you do. Yes, I'm around. All right, let's go to AU Gardens. After service, hello, babe, have you closed service? Can I pass by? You climb eighth floor, annex, or wherever, and you go. So you realize that on campus things happen organically because of proximity. It's very easy. You don't need to put in much effort. But when distance comes in and one goes to Accra and one is in Temali, then you realize that this love chopping is a different ball game. Hey, now it's not organic. You have to make the effort to be calling and to be concerned about what is going on. There's when even I You have to wake up four thirty-five. You to your national service. You want to please? You go to work at six. They are sending you up and down. You don't have time to call her to call him. And you call her. Hey, you have, are you there? I said, oh, I'm there oh, I am there. Oh, say oh. Okay, I'll just call enough to check up on you. Then okay. Then next time you realize that. Hey, babe. Uh, I need some hundred series, mumu. Be like hey. Then we all we they get five five nine also. Then you realize, then you are waking to a certain sense that relationships don't work organically; they must work itself. And you know what happens then? The excuses starts coming. I am busy, oh, And the one I love the most, it is not you, it is me. Hi, shh. Have you been told that before? Hey, I think now, Mama, now I think you are doing a good work. Hey, you have not been told it is not you, it is me. <laughs> you just came because now both of you are realizing that this love shopping is not taking strolls at AU Garden, it's not buying so bolo, no. it's not wearing the same dress when you're coming to church. But there needs to be an effort, there needs to be a concern. You must ask how was your day? How are you doing? Can I pray for you? Can I be there for you? Is, it, is this all there is to relationship? Yes, that is all there is. But because you are here, all you want to do is to wear a matching dress, go to programs together. It's organically. But when the distance comes in, and she goes to a place, and people are giving her lift, and she realizes that this boy I'm dating, 100 this momo is a problem. And people are saying, you detect 500 cities. They'll be like, hey, what have I done? <laughs> hey! Then you realize that, now I now a woman. It was play that was on your eyes stop. Because then the life will suddenly awaken you. That even in relationship, you need to work it out. You need to work. So the Bible says, Do not be slothful. Executives, your members don't just come. You must put in the work. And we are like Africa, not the way we are. We think after independence, things will automatically develop for us. And we have sat down and we have realized that after many years, the, the, the dam that one man built for us is what we are wholly depending on. Do not be slothful. Things don't just happen in life. You must put in the effort. Many of us are so passive in life. Many of us are so passive in life. Then the girl is complaining, every day my boss, every day I'm tired, every day I'm stressful. What did I do? What did I do? You don't have time for me any longer. I so Charlie, I have a good job. I have come back. I'm tired. I said, what have you done, Then be like, you know what, I need, I need a break, I need a break. You, it's not you, you see, I need, I need to work on myself, it's not you. When you were on campus, you didn't know you needed to work on yourself. Hey, because there's a certain shock that you know that all these things people are doing is not the real deal. I remember I shared this story that I one day, I went to a wing to get minister, and I told her, oh, if you are dating, do these things together before you sleep. Don't call yourself and say, honey, boo, baby, bebo. Let me know. <laughs> so one guy apparently took my advice. And about a year ago, he called me that, oh, Papa Sam. He said, the thing you told us to do, you know, like, what is the importance of doing it? I say, what is the importance? Eh? I told them to do something together before. Listen, I told them to, I don't tell them what I told them, but I say pray together before you sleep. And you know, when you're on campus, it looks all romantic, all lovey-dovey and the rest. Ah. and your bed, your roommates are looking at you. Hello, let's pray, sha believe Oh, sorry. And bye. I love you. I love you too. It's very sweet. But when you go out and you rather now schedules, and the demand in quotes to make it in life is upon your head. You don't have time for boo, babe, ba. Ah. <laughs> and at the same time, when you are neglecting that lady, somebody else is somewhere pursuing after her. Hey, it's okay. It's not a relationship show. <laughs> He said, do not be slothful. But he gave us if we are not lazy, what should we do? There are two things we should do imitate those who, through faith and patience, inherited the promise. I like the way on Lever's prophetic service, we were claiming the realms of wealth. I said, Hey, me, yeah, I finished school, but I'm not seeing the realms of wealth. I like the way we were claiming, I'm the light of the world, Papa James, God bless you. Hey. But let me ask you a question: How many have seen the devil save the date flyer before? How many have seen Mr. Lucifer, and Mrs. Lucifer getting married? How many have seen that before? How many have seen that Mr. Lucifer wants to win a Victorian Award at graduation? How many have seen that before? How many have seen that Lucifer needs cancer? He has a cancer surgery, so he needs donation. How many have seen that before? So, if the devil is not getting married, if the devil doesn't need money, if the devil doesn't need academic excellence, why is he warring our lives? Why is he fighting over my small beloved, eh? Why? Small thing, confusion after confusion, small thing and argument, you didn't post me, argument, why? <laughs> challenge, 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 challenge. So if the devil doesn't need all these things, why is he harassing our life? Because he has one agenda. His agenda is to make God a liar in your life. That is all that he's there to prove. That is why he's going to come hard at your finances. That's why he's going to come hard at your parents' health. That is why he's going to come hard at all that concerns you, just so that he would make God a liar in your life. (laughs) I told the first service something that, this one, write it down. Guys, just for the guys. It's only in school that boys chase girls. After school, is the girls who chase boys. Sela. Seller. do you know what seller is? Go and ask Bible study coordinator. If you are reading the Bible and you see Sela, I'm telling you the truth. Oh yeah, I know. You see some things, you do you know, you not supposed to understand it. We are waiting for you in the world. We are waiting for you. Because whether you realize it or not, girls have a certain expectation over their lives. So by uh, 25, 26, they are restless. I was telling them that all my life, I was in Gamsu for about seven years. I have been chairman, I have been executive, every, never have I closed service for a lady to approach me and say, hey, you, when you come to church, you don't smile, oh. you executives are so spiritual. Oh. But since the day I went home, hey, hey you, when you come, you don't greet us, oh. eh, because I'm going to do masters and game, you don't greet us, I said, ah, what is going on? Well, I say, hey you this guy when you come you don't smile you just hide and you go i said hey when i was in Gabs, nobody told me hi i was rather doing strategic management locating the ship and planning a sketch but, in, but i was introduced into a shock when well, now me all i need i'm looking for my money but now they are looking for somebody correct to abide with and then they'll realize that even though there are many fishes in the sea the good ones are few so now there's a battle that are going on. And I'm telling you, don't worry, you don't have to believe it. Write it down. Next three, four years. I'll give you my number 27 111 Call me and tell me my testimony. But you see, whether you like it or not, things are going to come hard against you. And they will challenge the faith that you have. They will challenge all the four years, all the six years of prayers. That where is your goal? You are finished school, and all you can boast of is Napo and whether you like it or not they're going to come hard at your family they're going to come hard at everything you have left right center that is when your faith will be proved and there are two things that you should never do number one never complain or mama number two never be a warrior as in worry not fighter don't worry whenever you mama or complain you are telling god that he's not doing a good work as your God. Because it is his duty to provide. So whenever you are complaining against God, you are telling God, actually, God, I think Papa Lucifer would have done a better work than you are doing. Whenever you worry in life, do you know what I'm telling God? That I am the one in charge of my life. So according to my plans, by 25, I should be at Gas. By 26, I should be having saved the date. Pre-wedding photo shoot. By 28, I should have given birth to my twins. But when you are 29 and you are still chasing after prophecy of marriage, then you know that hey, hey, there's something going on somewhere. Then now you start remembering, and the devil will come at that point. Did God really say? Did God really say? Did God really say? So, how do you combat anxiety and murmuring? You must be a chronic thanksgiver. You see, I was telling the first service that in Revelation chapter 4, the Bible said that there are 24 elders and wonderful beings. They worship God when they see His glory. The Bible said that when they bow down, when they lift up their head, they see His glory. They bow down again, they see His glory. So for them, worship is spontaneous. But there's something else that happens in the heavenlies when they see a man who is battling the challenges of life. When like Joseph, you see God told Joseph two dreams, just two dreams, and his whole life was based on just two dreams. The next time after he had those dreams, he was in a pit by his own brothers. Listen, the Bible said they took him, they stripped him off his garment, and they stained it with blood to go and show to his father. So that means he was in a pit in his boxer shorts. I hope that they Joseph didn't do anti-pay because if he did, he's in now he was in a pit, ants were biting him. Somebody that God had just given two dreams before he realized his own brothers sold him into slavery. And in case you are not aware, they don't put slaves on a Rolls Royce neither do they put them on a bentley, they are dragged on horses' back. This is somebody that God has told, I'm going to make you great. As if things were not bad enough. He went into a palace, and at least he was the chief house boy. So he that ah, maybe God, this was the dream. That is not their dream. And now Potiphar, oh, Potiphar just came and disturbed him. But listen, he passed the test and now he was in prison from the pit to slavery to prison somebody that God himself told him I would make you great <sighs> now he's in prison He, he's a chief house boy in prison now he interprets two people's dreams and he told one in three days time you'll be restored he said when you go remember me but mysteriously for two whole years this guy forgot which kind of forgetting is this Which kind of forgetting is this? And all those journeys, we never heard Joseph complain. We never heard Joseph mama because the guy was confident in who has given him his word. So in those seasons of life, when you're going to the pit, when you're being enslaved, when you're being in a prison, what must you do? You must be a chronic thanksgiver. And I will not be silent. Hey, I will roll always worship you and i will not be silent lord i will not be silent I will always worship as long as I am breathing, Lord, as long as I am breathing, I will worship you and I will not be silent, Lord. When you are going to the pits, keep maintaining your place in the wilderness, maintain your place. Were planning the scheme against Daniel, it's as though God was quiet. Where was God when they made the decree that anybody who prays will go to the lions? Then, where was God? Where was God when the scheme came to pass? Where was God? Where was God when the book called him? Hey, young man, you have broken the law. Why did God show up? Oh, please don't go. Don't go. Why did God show up when the three Hebrew boys? said they will not bow why did not God stop the orchestration God plays by a different set of rules he wants to do a grand entrance he's waiting for you to enter the 10 times hotter then you step in the situation and say, we do not three guys was it not this lady was it not this guy but because God is on your side that is why when you are going through the seasons of life and things don't seem to align to the prophecy do not complain do not mama what should you do thanksgiving that is why last when I met you, Psalms eight verse two. He said, "In the mouth of babes and sucklings, He has ordained praise. He has ordained power to know what to do to steal the avenger." How many of you have played that game? Freeze when you are young, you go and hide. Then if you do freeze, the Bible says, "In the mouth of babes and, and sucklings, He has ordained praise to steal the enemy." so when the enemy is wants to bamboozle your family health don't go chasing after the devil so he told Moses that i'm sending forth a serpent to bite the people but he said when the serpent bites them erect a broad snake Tell the people, when the serpent bites them, don't go chasing after the serpent, look to the one on the cross. Then Jesus said that just as Moses lifted up the rod in the wilderness, so would the son of man be lifted. So when the devil is attacking your finances, don't go chasing after the devil. When it's attacking your marriage, don't go chasing after your marriage. When it's attacking your finances, don't chase after the serpent. Look to the one in the cross, look to the one on the cross. And that what happens when we lift our praise. The Bible says he puts praise in your mouth. To say hey devil freeze hey devil freeze hey devil freeze so when you are a chronic thanksgiver, giver ah! so as i said the angels in heaven they see the glory of god so they thank god but when the angels look at your life i see this guy average of 65 he's going to pray about tonight to go and do some things come on average Look at this guy, what is good about his life? He barely gets good food to eat. He has to de- de- depend on WCT child fans of rice and oil. What is this guy's motivation to praise God? When you praise God in such situations, angels get confused because for them, they see the glory of God. So they have a reason to praise God. But for you, look at your life. Come on iPhone 3000 or 4000, see the way you have to pray. Ash. But in such seasons, Don't go chasing after the brown snake. And I will not. So when they are biting you, bite your finances you may be going down hey i'm looking up to the man on the cross then your baby have been there for four years since it is not you it's not me it's not you it's me then. you are going down again but he said don't chase after the blood snake look to the one on the cross then you go again you go for a job interview you know you qualify you know you made the mark yet they are saying, sorry, another time don't go chase after the blood look to the man on the cross because in your mouth As long as I am breathing, Lord, as long as Hey, 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 hey hey. And I will not be silent, Lord Hey, hey do not be lazy, but through faith, demonstrate your faith, but be the chronic thanksgiver. But you are not that faith and patience. James 1, verse 2 said, count it all joy when you go to trials of many kind, knowing this, listen, knowing this, that the testing of your faith produces what? Please open your Bible. James 1 verse 3, the testing of your faith produces what? Ha. It produces patience and, and let or allow, continue, and let patience have a complete work in you so that you'll be what? Oh, please, are you not reading it? He said, when your faith is tried and tested, it will produce patience and allow patience to have a work in you. So because of your faith in God, you are not moved if you are in a pit. You are not moved if your brothers hurt you. You are free to begin to produce patience. Patience is not slowness. Patience is not procrastination, but patience is the strength and the endurance to go to the process with God. You are going to the steps with God, you are enduring the times, God is trying your faith. He said that patience will produce, faith will produce patience, you know that it is delaying according to your schedule, but God is working things out. And as I love to say, one day Joseph slept a prisoner and the next morning he woke up as the Prime Minister of Egypt. Faith will produce patience, sweetheart allow patience. Allow patience. Allow patience. Let me tell you there is pressure outside because let me tell you there is a very awkward feeling. Five years after school, you are seen descending from a trotro, and make mate cruise, cruising. Let me tell you it will get to you no matter who you are but allow patience you know that one day like david you will sleep as a shepherd boy and the next morning you will wake up as the king of israel allow patience you see i always like to tell the story quickly don't compare yourselves leaving behind what should you leave leave comparison look at let me do a quick juxtaposing of joseph david and daniel joseph was loved by his father but he was hated by his brothers david was hated by his brothers and hated by his father just daniel he there he was a refugee he had no father so imagine they created the same whatsapp page and they are chatting hi i'm joseph telling me my puppy they feel me. you he gave me coat. but my brothers are annoying then david telling me that they, they called coming and me. asking my own father said i'm not qualified my brothers are rejecting you say yours is good or daniel as for me i have no father i have no mother hey I if the story is not over maybe in the next Three, four years. Joseph is in a slavery, or Joseph is being sold as slavery. Now, at that same time, David has finished defeating Goliath and is now the armor bearer of King Saul. But around that same time, Daniel is fighting in the lion's den. And the criteria was happening. Charlie, what's up? Joseph Charlie, I'm in slavery in no day ground. As for David Charlie, I am the PA of the chief executive officer. So, so, so as for Daniel Charlie, I have a lion's den ahead of me. I don't know what is going to happen. But that, this is why you should not compare yourself because all these three people were chosen by God. But all of them their pathway is different. Fast forward. Now Joseph becomes the prime minister of, 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 of Egypt. And now David is now the king. But at that same time, Daniel is facing the, the, the burning finance. And then quick the WhatsApp. Tell Charlie. what's up. Yeah, I'm making. Thank God. I made it. I'm now the Prime Minister. As for David, Charlie, I'm the king of Israel. And what about you, Daniel? Charlie? They are hitting the finance ten times hotter than I am. Hey, Charlie, you slack. Say, God, why me? Why me? Haven't I prayed enough? But fast forward now, Joseph. Is Now, an established man and look at David. Now, his own son Absalom is pursuing after him. They want to take him from his throne. And By that time, Daniel is now the ogdo. So they are chatting again. Tell him, what's up, Daniel? Me, I've also met him. Uh, I am now the turning command. Hey, Joseph, what's up? You, I'm also the prime minister. David, chale, my, my last boy, he dey pursue me. Giddy, 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 giddy. But were all these three chosen by God? But look at how different their pathways. Don't look to the right, honey. Don't look to the guy in the car. Don't look to the guy in Ghana Gass. Don't look to the guy in wherever. The guy in London doing PhD in one, 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 one. And I will hey, not be sad. Go on! with faith and patience. Go on! with faith and patience. Go on! With faith and patience. Go on, go on. Hey. 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 Go on. Go on. Go on. I will not be sad. With faith and patience. is not over yet i'm coming i'm landing what are we to go on to perfection what is that perfection what is that completeness what is that maturity how many of you when you were in jesus you couldn't wait to go to secondary school i remember our time that time it was buggy that was on town i went to buy wallabies or something like that we used to sell and i don't know what we do now and my brother went to Peter, so he was telling me stories. How he'd be jumping the wall. How he'd be going to intercourse. I just could not wait to get to SS. Because suddenly, dining hall. senior master must go chase. I just couldn't wait for that experience. But after two, three years, I went for four years. Oh, four. I went for four years. Before, I know But at my fourth year, I was just fed up. I wanted to come to the university because I had there are plenty, plenty of Your your dorm mate can be a gay, your right can be a gay, your classmate is gay. So the way you are choosing a course, don't choose courses that guests are not there. Choose certain courses because gays. I because my whole life I've seen boys. Oh, I just could not wait to get into the university. But finally, I go to the university. How many finals are in the house? How many finals? How many you are in a hurry to leave school? Hey, you're not in a hurry to leave school. Many of you, are, you can't wait. Let me tell you, when you come to, you, you'll be in a hurry to leave. I remember I was working from, when I started working in January, I got a job, and they gave me a salary. I said, ah, I did calculations. If only I could get this small thing attached, I'm a complete man. Three months, I got another job. I went. Well, you know where I go for an interview, where I ask for a salary, mention your salary, and don't smile. I mention, I didn't pay. So I don't negotiate, or I No, no, I mentioned the thing. I tell you, what oh are you sure I so I was the thing came, lo and behold, they gave me the term. Two months, said, like the morning, and so what am I telling you? Nothing in this world satisfies how many of you have had crush on ladies in first year just to get to know them in third year say ah was this the lady I was crashing on hey sorry for saying that but that's the truth how many of you have been waiting to die to have this girl as a beloved the same guy who was climbing eighth floor just to say hi now you are calling him say please I'm busy I'll get back to you hey because he has realized that it is not a beautiful girl that satisfies it's not a good job that satisfies it is not what you think that satisfies because let me tell you those who still us are the richest people in ghana but they have more money than they will ever spend yet they are the ones that are still doing fantastic contracts what are they using the money for what they have not realized is that living life in this world is like drinking seawater. the more you drink the testier you become so many of us are looking for completion in a particular beloved many of us are looking for completion in a particular job many of us are looking for completion in a particular car but i came to bust your bubble It'll just make you more hungry. Nothing in this world can satisfy. Jesus, you're the cup that runs round round, and nothing in this world can satisfy. Jesus, you're the cup that won't run dry. Your presence is heaven to me. Your presence is heaven to me. Your presence. Sister, let me tell you, Solomon had all the women, but he was not satisfied. The cars won't satisfy. Have you to seen? I remember when I was a guy, when I see my mates having beautiful ladies as beloveds, and they break up. I say, ah, you what they wrong you? See this tricky there, You see. <laughs> because those things don't satisfy. It is being that man that the guy in John chapter four was looking for. That's what satisfies a man who lives out God's purpose for his life. You remember I said that it's an expectation of God over your life. It's working in that fulfillment of God's expectation. That satisfies. That satisfies. And I came to give you a cheat code to life. That frankly, Ghana girls won't satisfy. Because some of them are the ones still stealing us. They have more money they can ever spend yet still they want more because they don't know they are drinking sea water they are becoming more testier and testier the completeness I came to introduce to you is a completeness that comes living out the expectation of God's life or God's agenda for your life your presence. it has to me it is jesus that satisfies he is called the word of god because all that god has to say about anything is jesus living a life of the fulfilling the expectation of god over your life is what satisfies i know many of you you have had past experiences That has made you feel unsatisfied. That has made you feel like you are not complete. You are like Adam and Eve, you are trying to use fig leaves to cover yourself. But God came with a message for you. That Jesus is the one that gives a complete life. Stop trying to use fig leaves to cover up yourself. Because they won't matter. They can't cover up. Jesus, He covers up. As I was coming, as I was praying, God laid my hand, my heart on God laid upon my heart one prayer topic. He said, in Luke chapter 4, when Jesus was giving his manifesto, he said, the Spirit of God is upon me. One group of people he mentioned is the brokenhearted. You see, I always tell people, this time I focus on the Holy Spirit, right? One of the names, one of the main names of the Holy Spirit is what? The Comforter, right? So if your father says, you are going to Accra, I'm giving you an engineer. He's trying to tell you that the problems you face in Accra is an engineering problem, right? If he gives you money, that means the problem you face is a money problem. So if our father gives us a comforter, what is he telling us? That in this world you'll be comfortless. So go on now, I've given you a part of that. Now let me tell you, honey, this world you'll be comfortless. You'll be broken hearted, you have disappointment. And I know this. So I'm not sending you an engineer. I'm not sending you a lawyer. I'm sending you a comforter. I believe you are greatly blessed by this message. And it's our prayer that you grow and bear lasting fruit as she went back on this spiritual journey, this is still comes to Kenya's The Local Podcast. Stay connected. Do well to subscribe and share. God bless you so much.